0: Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. At the time of this recording, there might be time left to enter the test press raffle. All money will be donated to Feeding America and the Innocence Project. So if you haven't yet, go to From Within Records Big Cartel and purchase a raffle ticket to be entered to win a once in Unity comp. Test Press. So, shout out to From Within Records for doing that raffle. Such an awesome idea. And I'm happy to hear that they're donating the money to a great cause. Also, new music coming 2021 MH Chaos coming out of Chicago, and Warren coming out of the SWB, Scranton Wilkes area. Super awesome. Really looking forward to hearing new music from both those bands. I really enjoy them and stoked to hear it. And do yourself a favor and go follow From Within Records on Instagram and Twitter and support them because they support us. On today's episode, we travel up to Sarnia, Ontario. We managed to track down Tyson and Micah. They play in a band called Bar Down. If you haven't yet, please head over to their band camp or boot up Spotify, and Apple music, go check out their latest EP vicious cycle, super awesome band. And I was just really stoked to finally be able to sit down and talk to them about the band and all things going on up in Canada. It was really refreshing to talk to some new people and I really support their band and I'm stoked to hear what they're doing and looking forward to new music from them coming very soon. So strap in And I hope you guys enjoy this conversation as much as I did. And without further ado, welcome Micah and Tyson to the show. And we're live. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Uh, do you want to give a quick introduction before we start?
1: Sure. Uh, I'm Tyson Maitland. I'm uh, the drummer in Bar Down. Uh, I'm, i Michael <laughs> Whitliff. I play guitar in Bar Down. And we're from Sarnia, Ontario, Canada.
0: That's awesome. I, I'm, I'm talking to more Canadians these days. So I'm, I'm super stoked on that. Obviously, Tyson, you and I, we connected on, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Twitter first. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah so I, I'm you know stoked to be able to finally have you on the podcast, uh listen to your band Bar Down. Uh, I think it's pretty sick, so I, I'm stoked to finally be able to sit here and talk to you guys about the band.
1: Sweet, appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's kind of funny because like I found your podcast. I don't know who retweeted it or found it, and then I was like listening to your stuff, and then yeah. you followed me back, and I was like, that's cool. And then you DM me, you're like, yeah, let's do a podcast. So I was like fanboying looking <laughs> for like 2 seconds but yeah so so
0: hell yeah no it, it, it's, it's cool and it, it's always I'm curious or I'm always curious when uh or how people find the podcast cuz it's uh you know I I've been doing it for a while and I, I just, you know, it, it gets out there somewhere or another because uh, my friends retweeted or people who listen or the bands of people that, that I have on will repost it. So it's cool that, you know, somehow you stumbled upon it and, you know, we ended up here today. So I'm, uh, you know, pretty stoked. And I, and I, I always uh, want to reach out and just talk to people um, who I think are doing cool stuff in the scene. So that's why I reached out and asked you to come on the podcast.
2: Sweet.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it for sure. Yeah, I really yeah.
0: So before we get into the the band talk, I'm actually more curious about your guys' scene. Like, what's it what's it like out there? Because I've never been to I've never been to Canada in general, but I've never been to uh, where you guys are from.
1: Yeah. uh, Like we live in Sarnia, so we're about an hour away from uh, Detroit, Michigan, and we're an hour away from London, Ontario, which are the two kind of the hubs that we're in. Um, Like I'd say we're. That's kind of where we play the most. That, that would be our you know, our scenes, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. Camp, I mean, mostly we play in London, and you know, when we cross the border, we play in Detroit.
0: Oh, wow. So uh, It's pretty normal for you guys to just uh, head down to Detroit. because um, An hour is not that far of a drive, but uh, you guys no. go down there and check out what's going on?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been going there since Tyson and I, our, our old band, first started playing down there. Uh, we kind of... Figured out a little trick to cross the border without uh Yeah, <laughs> to across the border without getting like you know travel visas and work visas and all that. Mm-hmm. So we've been kind of going down there for about four years now. So we are oh, fuck, fuck. No, uh, twenty fifteen was our first show in Michigan. Yeah, so, so five, five years. years yeah. Uh, so we we have a lot of friends and stuff down there. Like mm-hmm. I'd say, mo- like most of our, like most of our friends through music, kind of thing. I'd say half are in Michigan, half are over here. Yeah.
0: Okay yeah that's uh pretty interesting that you mentioned you guys uh have a trick to to cross the border without those beaches because i've talked to bands who actually save up and pay and they were telling me like how much money they have to put down just to be able to cross with all their equipment and it it just blew my mind because that was something that i didn't even uh you know put into like account when i I thought about a band just coming from canada just to play in the states and it was like such a trip i was like man that's a lot of money. i like I I think it's probably better off just trying to you know, find some local gear or something just to kinda of save you on that cost if you're not doing like too long of a tour, you know?
1: Yeah, that's definitely something we thought about is uh you know, if we want to do like a tour or something over there, then we just uh we go over, you know, we get our, our uh you know, we use our little method there and then we just like share gear or rent gear while while we're there to save money. Then we don't have to, you know, get visas uh-huh. and stuff like that. Yeah, a lot less sketchy for sure. Yeah
0: yeah and i feel like my mind is being blown right now because obviously i know about the the canadian crossover over like you know with uh buffalo and like you know niagara falls like right there so i, I know about like that crossover and then over here with the pacific northwest i know the people from like you know uh like from calgary and like uh vancouver coming down so I, i've never even heard of anybody from like you know you guys there coming down to detroit because that's new to me and i i don't really have I don't even know if I, I have any friends in Detroit if I'm thinking about it right now, if I'm being honest. So uh, this information is just like, you know, so cool for me to hear. I'm like, okay, cool. There's not just like, you know, uh, just the, you know, on the coast, uh, you know, that kind of crossover between countries. It's actually going down like closer in the middle as well. So that, that that's like really cool to hear.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, so we played like I think it's Port Huron, which is right across the border. Like mm-hmm. we played there in 2015 and then got friends from there. And that expanded out all the way to like Detroit and then like Ypsilanti, which is like half hour past Detroit so all over Michigan pretty much yeah, we haven't played out of Michigan yet but, but eventually whenever
0: and when you guys were getting into the scene was that always like a like a goal to cross over and play in the states
1: never even thought about it no, I never yeah, thought about it we that. never even really thought about it <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, like that would never cross my mind it was just like play like London was like a bit the big scene I was like Okay, I'll play. Like there's like the big venues like the London Music Hall. Mm-hmm. So like playing there would be sweet. Like we played like the there's like a like a downstairs like like back room like called Rum Runners. Um, we played there a bunch, but not like the big stage. But like. That's even like a crazy accomplishment to even think about, like for an yeah. Ontario band. When we first started, we didn't really expect to do anything. Like our, our old band, anyways. Yeah. We just expect, you know, we we're just like, oh, we're gonna be a local band. We'll play, you know, a couple shows here in town and an hour away, and that's it. And then it kind of you know, went a little further and did a little bit of traveling and stuff. And then here we are with this band. And this band has kind of done a little, done a lot of traveling too. Nothing, no, we haven't. Like, we haven't done any tours or anything like that. We've done a lot of, you know, weekend. Weekend runs and you know, huh. done that, yeah. but uh, yeah, no tours or anything like that.
0: Oh, yeah, no, but I always try to go with the flow, I try not to set my uh, you know, expectations too high because I, I feel like. Uh, there's just so many uh, variables of things that could just mess up any plans you have. So the fact that you guys yeah. had that first band and then uh, you know, that one went away, then you started this band and now you're uh, doing more than you guys ever thought you would. That's uh, pretty cool to see and be able to look back on. You know,
1: it's, it's pretty crazy. The other day Tyson was actually saying that this band, which is weird to think about, this band has been a band longer than our old band has. They were just saying that the other day. I was like, oh. Yeah, because it seems like our <laughs> old band we played all over Ontario, like Mm -hmm. we hit every little city, every pretty much big city where and like, it just felt like a longer period of time. But maybe that was because like, it was like, well, it was my first like, hardcore slash like metalcore melodic hardcore band um, that did stuff, or like anything like that. But this one is kind of we've already had the connections from that band. Mm -hmm. So just already going forward with that was kind of, it just feels a lot like yeah, water. it feels shorter. Yeah, but, um, weird, and weird
0: about. Was there a, a big break between the two bands?
1: Not at all. We played our last, we played our, with our old band, we played our last show. Mm-hmm. And then that spring we played, uh, we played our first show with this band. Our first show was actually in De- in Detroit.
0: Oh, that's awesome. And yeah. <laughs> and it, is, is there a lot of crossover from like uh, American bands heading up your guys' way and you know, having those guys play up there?
1: Uh, like when it comes to like smaller bands, not, not much. Um, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, like the, you know, that, that mid tier to, you know, more well-known, like I'd say, you know, they fill thousand cap rooms. There's a lot of that, you know, tour packages coming through Mm -hmm. and they'll hit, you know, the big centers like London and Toronto. And then, you know, sometimes they'll make their way up to Ottawa on their way to Montreal or something like that. But, uh, there hasn't been a lot of like, you know, hardcore bands coming through, uh, our area and, once a while, um, once in a while, we get like a you know a band from Michigan, like a you know um, like a, a more local Michigan band coming that mm-hmm. we're buddies with, and we'll bring over and we'll play a couple shows. But there hasn't been too much. Uh, uh, the, the the hardcore scene here has been kind of a little bit of a lull the past year, year and a half.
0: All right, well, you, you guys got to keep it going. You can't let that fade.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're gonna, yeah, like locally, like in Sarnia. Like we played our last show January twenty nineteen. Yeah, there's been and it was like a long time ago. We we kinda had that that classic, you know, the, the only venue left playing hard you know, letting hardcore bands play shows. They they shut down and then so there's rel- there's there's no hardcore shows in Styrme anymore.
0: Okay, just,
1: yeah, we used yeah. to have, we used to actually have a really like really, a really good hardcore scene and uh, like it was it was like a lot of hardcore lot of punk and a lot of like cross punk and stuff like that you know but they everybody would go to the same shows didn't matter if it was a punk show or a hardcore show and there used to be you know like the you go up every other weekend this bar that used to throw hardcore shows would be filled and then it closed down and now there's just nothing
0: yeah that's a rough go not having a a a proper venue (laughs) because Uh, i've tried to book a show once in my life and it was such a like a big ordeal it's so hard and just so much work that i didn't even realize like went into like booking a show so i can totally understand yeah. like how like not having like a solid place would cause like something something like that to you know put the scene in a weird spot so man i hope at some point uh you guys are able to Put the scene or keep the scene going and find uh, yeah. some sort of spot if it's like diy or even like a legit venue just to be able to host it because that that really sucks to not be able to have a place to have shows yeah
1: like, um, it's, it's not too bad though we got you know we got detroit or we got yeah detroit and got london so yeah those, it's only an hour away those are pretty much our hometown like are yeah. like for, like since it's only like an hour mm-hmm. our people will travel to like from sarnia to go see us in London or. It's super rare for them to go to Detroit, like lot like a lack of ambition that <laughs> you can go over the border, but like London is probably our hometown, I'd say for sure. Yeah, at, the, at this point,
0: I, f- I feel like if I lived closer to like the border, I, I <coughs> that's something that I'd like want to take advantage of because it's you know an hour is not that bad of a drive. Like I, I could do yeah. an hour drive like you know like it's nothing so to, to be able to be that close to the border and you'll know, be able to go into like a whole other country and try to you know prop up that scene and even your own scene uh, i yeah, think uh, more people should try to take advantage of that and i i don't know i like for me i feel like like for me it would be more accessible for me to go to canada just because it's obviously like uh, you know uh speaking let you guys understand that but like for me i like i live like probably like an hour and a half from mexico but i don't speak uh, like any spanish i can't really understand <laughs> any spanish so i feel like it'd be way harder for me to go to mexico to try to do shows or something like that because i don't understand the language i'd be lost but if i went up to canada at least i could you know communicate which is like you know something that's very important and i feel like i would have a better shot up there than down in mexico but yeah I, I i wonder why more bands well obviously i'm not speaking about like current times but uh, before and hopefully even after I, I i would wish bands would try to make that effort to go and you know spread like th- their uh, like awareness and put their bands in like those different markets because it's so easy' cause to drive an hour and be in a whole different country which you know would seem like a whole different world i I feel like that would be so cool to take over and just be in a whole new country versus just staying in that one scene here in the states I don't know. it yeah. seems like crazy to have that option and not to take advantage of it.
1: I wish I wish more American bands did come up here. Uh, it, it's so it's so easy for them because American bands don't need visas in Canada. We don't require work visas, so they can just come over, play shows, so they can you know book a tour. I think it's if they're making under ten grand gross in a in a whole tour, uh, they don't have to have work visas. Now, what yeah. hardcore band is going to be making over ten grand gross throughout, you know that's you know what are they going to be make who's going to make that after a tour? Hardcore. I have like, no idea. That, that's not from merchandise. <laughs> that's purely from um, uh, like guarantees and stuff. Yeah. So that's like, very seldom. I think they would. So you know, I think the the one problem though, is that in Canada, our cities are so spread out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to travel like four hours. Sometimes you got to travel six hours. Like if you want to go west in Canada, you got to drive like, you got to drive like 18 hours. <laughs> yeah. to get To one other city. Or a day and a half. <laughs> or a day <laughs> and a half. So I think that's, kind of where the problem lies, but it, it is worth it for them for American bands to come up here and hit this market because it's just, it's it's free for them to come over basically. They don't have to get work visas or anything like that.
0: I, I know there are some, uh, you know, us tours that will uh, kind of uh, dip their feet into Canada do like a date or two and then come back down, yeah. which, which I totally get Cause that probably makes more sense instead of having to do like a, a crazy 18 hour drive, they can you know kind of cruise up and then just yeah. come back into the States. So I totally get that. But, uh, you mentioned that it's easier for Americans to go into Canada to play every Canadian that I've asked about, you know, this whole situation, like, uh, like how cool it would be if more American bands went up, uh, they said the exact same thing. They're like, they should, because it's easier for them to go up into Canada versus them coming down to play in the States. And, and I, yeah. and I, I always say it like there's there's literally good hardcore everywhere you just have to kind of go out and find it so that's why i've I've been kind of on this uh for the podcast i've been trying my best to reach out to international bands and especially for you guys in canada you guys are so close and i just i feel like a lot more people should be paying attention to what's going on you know in uh, all parts of canada not just because i have a lot of friends in western canada but even to the people that i know out on the east side i feel like more people should be paying attention to what you guys are doing up there instead of and instead of looking at it like oh uh, they're just another Canadian hardcore band I feel like it, it, it and I get it it's different countries but I feel like it should just be you know generalized they're just hardcore bands you know just doing it in another country is just as good as uh, American hardcore you know yeah yeah, sure. yeah. so I, I'm just really curious you guys haven't played a show since January
1: 2019 oh no, no. that was just our last show. last hometown home yeah, oh last hometown sure. Yeah. Oh, okay, our, last yeah. Show, our last show was actually the last show we played was right before uh, here in Ontario when we went into lockdown. Mm-hmm. It was like yeah. it was March. The it was it was, second weekend of March. Yeah. It was like it was like we played oh, a show. 2020. Yeah. This year, 2020, we played a show, and then like three or four days later, the whole province went into like full lockdown. Yeah. So it was like probably the last hardcore show in Ontario, <laughs> <laughs> one of the last. Yeah, not, like, Canada. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> that, that's insane uh, you know what's funny is uh, like a lot of well no, i guess not really funny but uh that that time period uh that first or second weekend of march that was uh, like the majority of people's last hardcore shows because mine was the first weekend of march i was in la for um this band out here initiate they had their uh release yeah. weekend for their newest record lavender and i went to the la date and I always think about it because I, I went into that show like it was just any other night and did not realize that that was going to be it for you know who knows how long. Because thinking about it, that was like March, I think March sixth or seventh, and here we are, uh, you know, tail end of November and still hasn't been a still hasn't been a yeah. legit show. There's I know there's been some secret shows, whatever, but like that's not really what yeah. I want to go to. We,
1: we've had that here too. There's been people trying to do like basement shows and stuff like
0: that. Is that is that super controversial, like out here? Yeah. There.
1: Uh, from what I saw, I, I, like from what I saw, it was controversial. People, Boy, you know, half everybody's like, oh, it's fine. You just let it happen. And half people are like, no, you can't be doing that. It's, Canada is very divided on everything with Canada right now. Yeah. You know, as as I feel like everywhere else is. Yeah. You know, you got Everybody's on like one spectrum.
0: I was talking to, I forgot, maybe I shouldn't say their name, but uh, there's somebody in Winnipeg. And I guess like Winnipeg's on like a crazy lockdown right now. but Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: And so. Are, are you guys in the same situation? Because I'm not sure if it's uh, different for each like, you know, province. No, but
1: we're everything's almost like where we are. We only have like, I think, four active cases. And our town has like, yeah. I think our, 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 our jurisdiction is like, uh, it probably encapsulates like maybe 70 to 100,000 people. Mm-hmm. We have like four active cases. And uh, the way Ontario is doing it is kind of weird. It's like we're broken up into different like uh, jurisdictions. Okay. And different jurisdictions have different, um, like levels of lockdown now. Yeah. So we're in the green. So we have basically no restriction bars are open till 2 AM. It's just, if you're inside, you have to wear a face mask. Mm -hmm. And, then, uh, but then you got places like, um, like Ottawa, which is like our capital. And then you got Toronto and like the bigger centers of, uh, of Ontario. Um, they're, they're back in, you know, they're like in, I forget what it is, it's like orange or something. And they're, you know, they, they, they have like a 10 at 10, 10 PM curfew and, um, the, the restaurants aren't allowed to do indoor dining mm-hmm. and stuff like this. So it's kind of weird here. You can travel like 20 minutes and all of a sudden you're, you you can not eat inside, but 20 minutes back the other way, it's in the green and you can eat inside mm-hmm. and bars are up until 2 AM and Yeah.
0: That's insane. I, I'm tripping out of that four cases. That's such a low number because uh, where I live right now in Orange County, I, I follow the l- local newspaper on Twitter, and they do like a daily report. And we're like, we're like in the hundreds at like a daily new cases. And yeah. and
1: how, out of how many people would that be though?
0: Uh, do you want to just uh my city or the entire county?
1: Uh, out of that, however, hundreds of people. Okay. I don't know.
0: Uh, We're going to do the the entire county because that's um, what the news report is based off. So in our county, uh, there's like estimated uh, 3.1 million people.
1: Oh, okay. Holy shit. Yeah. See, that's, that's, and that's honestly, that's a big difference between the United States and Canada is that in the United States, there are so many more people. There's what? 330 million people in the United States, I think, or something like that, the population of the entire country. Yeah. Whereas our, our population is like 34 million total.
0: Mm-hmm. Dang, that's yeah, yeah. Because you guys have a lot, a lot, more like just like empty space, right? For
1: sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Especially out west. Out west for mm-hmm. sure. Where we are, like Ontario to you know out east, like Quebec and then the the Meri- you know the like the eastern provinces. It's all uh, it's it's very densely populated. But then once you travel out west and you know more north, and uh, where it gets colder, not as many people live. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't like the cold. Like cold weather is like okay, but like, <laughs> but, dude, snow. I I, I hate you know, snow. This
1: week, so this morning was minus four. I don't know what that is Fahrenheit. Uh, it, was like, it'd be yeah. like tw- it was like twenty-two degrees Fahrenheit. And then on on Friday it's going to be sixteen. So I don't know if you do the conversion. Yeah, no. It, it, where we live, the weather is so weird. Like, we, like, we had we had our first snowfall like a month ago. And then it was warm. We had, like, a summer period. It was, like, for warm, you know, it was probably in the, it was, like, you know, 65 to 75 range. And uh, And then now, like, after, like, you know, three weeks, we had another snowfall, like, three days ago, but it didn't stick to the ground. And now it's, you know, it's in, like, the, I'd say, like, the, you know, around... Uh, probably around like twenty five to thirty five range, you know, from morning to day, and then this weekend coming up, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be like sixty five to seventy five degrees again.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, weird. like we we
1: we like me, Mike, and like other guys from the band, and then like our other friends in the friend group, we go. We have been golfing every weekend for the past two months, probably. Oh, which <laughs> which, in this which area, is so weird. Like, in this it's area is, is, is actually kind of unheard of. Usually, it's pretty cold by this time of year
0: that's crazy i've never gone golfing i'm kind of curious because my my friends i will go like mini golfing and i'm like i know that's nothing like the real thing so my buddy uh who used to work on a golf course i asked him because i I, he lives back home in the palm springs area have you guys ever heard of palm springs it's like yeah it's it's like a resort area um yeah and my parents still live out that way and there's like a famous uh, golf course called uh, pga west and my buddy nate used to uh, go there. And I asked him, I'm like, dude, like, why don't we just go play golf on PJOS? And he just laughed at me. He was like, dude, you've never picked up a golf club, like you would get laughed off the course because like that's like a professional course. You have to know how to play. Like, I don't want to go and uh, make a fool of ourselves. He's like, you got to learn how to play first. And I'm just like, all right, well, like we got to start somewhere. So um, w- we've been toying with the idea of uh, maybe picking up golf. Golf. This
1: was, last weekend was my fourth time golfing ever. Okay. And Fourth time this year, and I can tell you, it is hard, and I am shit at. it. We're all dog shit. We're, <laughs> we're all, all dog shit at it, yeah, but we're all horrible. <laughs> but it's a riot because there's always something funny happen. Like, yeah. like someone's gonna have their pants around their ankles and they're gonna yeah. they tee off, or like I don't know. It's just it's a great time. I, I don't know if it's a normal thing, but for us, if, if you don't make the if you don't put the ball past uh, like the front tees, which are called the ladies tees, uh, for some reason they're a little bit further ahead. But if you don't put the ball past it, you gotta tee off with your pants down, and at least one of us, if not multiple have to end up team in a day for sure okay That's- it's good you should, you should you should see it sometime my brother like so my brother thomas is a singer in our band mm-hmm. and he was coming. he came golfing with us too and every you know every fifth word is like a swear word he's just pissed because he sucks at it yeah <laughs> just start swearing you'll see a golf club go flying <laughs> so <laughs> like forgetting. if you want you can come yeah. golfing with us and then get that yeah, good practice, practice for the pj west hell yeah, yeah.
0: i'll go out there and uh, play with you guys because that, that sounds like fun but i'm so curious how did you guys get into golf out of like all sports
1: uh i grew up like i'm not good but i used to play with my like granddad and my brother okay so i played all my childhood i didn't really i wasn't like great i was just like something fun to do like bonding kind of family and then i asked these guys a bunch throughout the summer and then it was pretty much saying no like the majority of the time and then me thomas and our other friend brock went one time I think it would have been the end of August. And then we have consistently gone, and then the group's just grown. Yeah. So it's just like, now it's just like something fun to do on a weekend. The only, the only sport I like is football, and this is now the second sport that I kind of <laughs> like. Now, I, I would never watch it. I couldn't do it. I'd be too bored, mm-hmm. but it is fun to play. Yeah. <laughs> it's not bad.
0: And I'm curious. What kind of football? Are, are you talking about, like American football or like soccer?
1: Well, American football.
0: Oh, okay, okay interesting
1: okay. like Ravens fan your life
0: Ravens okay I you know I think you, I, I don't know any other Canadian that likes American football like out of all my friends whenever sports come up they never bring up American football so I think it's pretty interesting because
1: you have friends in Western Canada mm-hmm. Western Canada Alberta yeah. especially is a huge huge football province Pretty good um but around here, uh, football, like where we are, so you find football is big on the border towns. Like okay. we live on the border. Like I, I could swim across the river in 20 minutes and I'm in the States, right? Mm-hmm. And same thing with uh, a place called Windsor, which is right across from Detroit, like two big football cities. And there's a lot of football fans around here.
0: Mm-hmm. That's uh, awesome. Yeah.
1: But other places, the only other place that you find football fans is, uh, is like Quebec. Okay. But other than that, there's not much.
0: So no hockey.
1: Oh, there's. Oh, yeah, we like hockey, but it's not that's, like it's not my favorite sport either. Mine's basketball, like okay. the drafts on tonight. So I'm, that's what I'm doing right after this podcast mm-hmm. this interview. Um, yeah, I'm a huge basketball fan. So I've never I didn't grow up playing hockey. Uh, it's too expensive, so I picked one of the cheapest sports of all time. Hockey's. All I need is shoes and a and a ball and a hoop. So hockey's <laughs> not a hockey's not a sport here. It's more of a religion. Yeah. Okay. It's really
0: but <laughs> yeah. no love for uh, George Saint Pierre.
1: Shout out oh, George Saint Pierre oh, Hell yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, hell we yeah. like we love UFC too. We usually watch go.
1: every,
0: okay. hell every yeah.
1: event. comes so. up. That's Especially, awesome. Yeah. There's one this weekend so we're probably watching it as well. Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah. That's like when I think of Canada, George St. Pierre is like one of the first things that comes to mind because I honestly, I think he is the goat. I I know there's like a lot of talk about like Khabib. uh, Obviously he uh, know been impressive, like super impressive, but I I just love George everything that he's done like in and outside of the ring. He's just, I I think he's just done it right. Everything he's done is perfect.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And especially like when like growing up, he was like the main guy like in Canada. Mm -hmm. Like I never really like, knew what UFC was until George St. Pierre. So I got to yeah. put him in. Like I couldn't, I couldn't name one more, one other Canadian fighter, to be honest it's with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so
0: my favorite MMA journalist, uh, he's actually Canadian. His name's uh, Ariel Helwani. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him. No. no. Okay. Yeah, he's like, he's like a super proud Canadian. I'm not sure uh, which part of Canada he's from, but he's uh, like the best MMA journalist and uh, he, he just loves talking about Canada. So, so it, it's pretty cool. So, yeah okay so finally getting to uh, the bar down talk so I'm, I'm really curious the first band broke up uh, how long was bar down in the works before you guys played that first show
1: <laughs> we were already like oh, so when we
0: wait I'm so sorry uh, my phone's ringing which I always have on silence give me one second I'm so sorry hey Hey, let me call you right back. Or let me call you in an hour. I'm in the middle of a podcast. Sorry. Normally, I have my phone on silent, but I just got home. That's why I asked to do it at 6. And I left my phone in my shopping bag, and I forgot to put it on silent. My bad. Okay, but going back to Bar Down, how long was it in the works uh, before you guys played that first show? Um.
1: so we like when we played the last show with our old band amnesty um we were already practicing Mm -hmm. so it was it would have been four months i I, think i had our record i had our first record written by the time we played our last show with uh, the old band (laughs) (laughs) like it was pretty quick it was just it was something that we thought about initially it was like we were thinking oh we could do this on the side you know and then uh-huh. and then uh the bassist in our old band he uh he's having a kid and then he so he's like he's like yeah i'm kind of done that I, like, I don't want to do it anymore god bless him yeah. um but we still were like ah you know I we'll just call it quits and do this new thing full-time instead of you know instead of you know spending time between the two we'll just devote all our time towards this and that's what fire down ended up being so it was it was kind of quick like we had i'd say i would had i'd had i probably had Like the good majority of the record written by the time we played that last show with our old band.
0: And as far as the first show with Bar Down, were you guys like uh, nervous at all about uh, the reception? Since you guys were such a new band, and was the demo even out at the time before you played that first show?
1: No, it wasn't out, and I don't think we really like thought anything of it, like. Me and Micah were comfortable on stage because we had already been in, Micah's been in a bunch of bands. Mm-hmm. I've been in a couple bands. So we were like already like comfortable with that bit. But the other guys in the band, it was their first band. And especially Thomas, he was fronting us. It was his first band. So he was like super nervous. Um, the reception was like, we played our, with Sarni, like our hometown. And it was good. Like people, that was like a cold. I call that like a cold open. We we like, yeah. I used to so the bar that used to they used to throw shows. I I, I like I promoted shows there. Okay. And uh, I was also laid off at the time. so I worked there as a bouncer for cash. Like it's like a little cash job kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the one time I was working, you know, bouncing, and uh, the the manager of the of the bar she she says, hey, this show needs more bands. Uh, so do you wanna you know do you know any bands? I was like, you know what, let me let me give the boys a call. <laughs> so we hopped on that real quick when we played like three songs there's three or four songs so we didn't even have a band name at the time so i I don't really consider that our first show (laughs) i I don't consider that our first show but (laughs) yeah i don't even know where that question went yeah well then our our tech like that was like our yeah and then our first show in detroit that was that was like our first show that was that Went solid. I don't remember the crowd much. Like, you know, to be honest, like uh, who was it was it like, was like source was of hate. Force impact. impact. They're from Milwaukee. Yeah, they're from, yeah, they're
0: from Milwaukee. Straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So that was pretty tight. And then another Michigan local was playing. out my group? Um, bacon, bacon, or was it Charlotte? No, it wasn't Short Charlotte was a little more but but um, yeah, no, it went well. And then um just went from there i guess
0: yeah yeah and i'm curious about the the demo six songs that's uh kind of a lot of songs for a demo because normally it's like a you know three or four song demo why did you guys yeah. decide to go with so many tracks for the first release
1: honestly the thinking behind that record was is we didn't really know what we wanted to sound like mm-hmm. so i kind of just wrote a hardcore song for each individual like style of like you know what hardcore bands are these days i don't even know like I just tried to write like six songs that were kind of similar but different, and then what we decided was you know whatever the best two songs or three songs people love the most is uh, is what we're gonna go towards in the end you know the the game of you know writing music and seeing where we aim towards that whatever people like most we'll go you know our next record we'll yeah. go towards that kind of thing. Sure. But I don't know, I don't know six songs we just it, it was just it was what it was and we didn't know what to call it so we called it demo. 18? Yeah, it yeah whatever, whatever it was, we couldn't <laughs> think
0: of a name for it. Yeah, I think was it demo eighteen or demo sixteen? Seventeen. Seventeen. 17. Yeah. Uh, the years ago, crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. wild. But, but it, I, I don't know. I'm not mad at. And like I, I always have to ask, cause like some bands will uh, just throw it up there and they'll call it a demo and an EP. And I'm just like, all right. Like I don't really know too much of the difference. It's just it's just the name.
1: I don't know the difference either. Like we are, so, we toyed around EP demo. Like what do we want to call? It? We couldn't think of it, and we couldn't think of like a name or anything. Yeah. So I was just like, old boy. all right, demo seventeen it is. And it's not even a like a. The, the problem is, it's not even a demo. <laughs> like it was mixed. In, it was yeah. Mixed by uh, by Andy uh, at at uh, Bricktop Studios, and then mastered by uh, um, Brad. Uh, yeah, Brad at uh, at Audio Siege. Mm-hmm. So it was even really a demo. Like it was, you know. It was,
0: it was like yeah. a proper record.
1: But sure, I couldn't, yeah. Like a, yeah but i couldn't think of a, a we couldn't think of like you know something to call it so we yeah. just of, like a demo set we just come it. up with like yeah song titles are weird do and yeah the song titles are, too, yeah, song just, titles are whack on yeah like, <laughs> serpent, <laughs> i know i still don't even know how to say what the word is after serpent. that was we, my brother so oh, we call man. it serpent and we just yeah. go with that yeah okay. i don't even know what, like my brother named like, that dice that What? All it means, like I was just, (laughs) what it was supposed to be is just shedding skin. (laughs) Okay. And that's and Thomas, my brother, just like Google's shedding skin, and he came up with that name. I guess it's like the term or whatever, like for for snakes or whatever. That was so fucking hard. But, yeah.
2: yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's so good funny. good job, Thomas. That, that's so funny <laughs> because
0: when I was like reading the the track titles, I like I'm like I don't know if that's a typo. I'm just gonna not even try to attempt that. So I would yeah in my mind I just referred to that as serpent as well, which is pretty funny. Yeah,
1: we yeah. we do too. Like if we've ever like ever played it, like it's serpent sure yeah it's just certain.
0: <laughs> and how would you guys come up with the name bar down what does that even mean
1: so thomas like he so before he wanted to start a band when we were in amnesty like our old band uh-huh. and he had that name forever so we just yeah. moved it on to it's, what we became so it's actually a hockey term okay so our my brother thomas he's a he's a big like he loves hockey hockey's his huge, sport yeah huge, like, my sport is he's a huge, huge football guy too like him and i like you know we love football but he's more of a hockey guy
2: uh-huh.
1: and bar down is a term that when you when you shoot the puck and it hits the top crossbar and then goes down into the net it's called going bar down and so that, that I don't know that's he wanted to use it he's like this could be a sick hardcore band <laughs> we're like okay yeah sweet yeah let's do it i
0: don't care and is that the only hockey reference because i'm like now that you say that that's a hockey i'm like thinking i was like i don't know if there's any other hockey references Uh, it's it's the only hockey reference because when
1: we when he said that i said to him i was like listen we'll do bar down but we're not going to be a hockey themed band and he's like no we don't want to do that Like, we don't want to be like you know a hockey themed band like that i don't know it just seems gimmicky to me so i didn't want
0: to do that yeah because like like sometimes gimmicks are all right but you kind of get to a point sometimes especially where if it's not a cool gimmick you just kind yeah. of like you know lose steam really fast and it's just like what yeah, else can you can do foods.
1: exactly and i feel like it, it would be only a few amount of people would be like, like yeah. that's cool like the like people in ontario and like a handful and like elsewhere but like yeah so
0: all right now I, I totally get that so uh between demo 17 and the next release vicious cycle uh you guys uh took like a two-year gap were you guys just taking time to write the next record or were you just trying to do as much as you can off the demo 17.
1: um bar down has always been kind of like a uh when we have time for it like we're all pretty busy mm-hmm. so that that's probably why it took so long is uh we were just busy doing other things and like we're all we all full-time jobs we're not like bar down isn't our, our full-time thing right yeah so that's why it took so long and uh and we kind of we were still trying to figure out like the best way for us to go about writing like that the first demo i completely wrote and then he just you know he came over and he did the drums for it same with vicious cycle like i I wrote the whole thing wrote everything he came over he wrote the drums to it so it's all me and i kind of i kind of went through a low i was like well i'm kind of tired of doing the writing so we're trying to figure out how to get our other guitarist, Aiden, and then everybody else into the writing process as well. But, uh, so I think that's kind of why it took so long and that's why it's been so like, it's kind of been, how long it been since Vicious Cycle. Uh, it
0: was like October uh, 2019.
1: So it's been a year. It's yeah. Over. So, and that's probably why we haven't released anything since, but we got some, we got some stuff coming Yeah. because we kind of, we've, we've kind of finally figured out how to write music as a band and not right. just having one person write it all kind of thing we kind of figured out finally how to and, and that's probably the, the best way to say that it took so long just because uh-huh. we didn't really know how And it didn't really know how to go about it and it's nice like so between Demo 17 and Vicious Cycle we added like eight in our guitarist so it wasn't just one guitarist uh-huh. um, in the band so that like a lot more creativity oh, yeah. and he's like a fucking whiz on the guitar like Oh yeah. He's been playing like he played in like Micah and him playing in a band a long time ago. And yeah, he was I mean, in like seventh level. grade. But yeah, like in yeah. high school. Like he was just a, yeah. he was I, a, a prodigy kinda. Of our other guitarist is yeah, he's like a prodigy. He's been playing since he he could he's been playing since he could physically hold the guitar in his hands. Yeah. And uh yeah. I was but, like I played in a band with him and I think I was like I I was like sixteen, and I think he was like thirteen. Yeah. Or Twelve <laughs> or something <laughs> or something weird. like that. And it, but but yeah, so we got him in the band in between those two records, but he didn't really do anything for Vicious Cycle. Not too much, but yeah, it was he, nice. He to had like, few ideas here and there, but it wasn't, um, I just don't think he felt comfortable doing a lot of the writing yet. I don't know, but he's kind of, we, we have about four new songs written right now for the, like, that we just started writing a month or two ago that we want to eventually put out in the new year. And uh, we're going to put it, yeah, we're going to do, it. yeah, and we're going to crush it. So it's mostly been him to be yeah, honest. Yeah, he's, which, he's a beast. And then, like, yeah, we we're gonna just keep writing more and see where that goes. Because at this yeah. point, we don't want to release anything under the circumstances of like the border being closed. And yeah, we want to release something when like the time is right, kind of thing. So
0: no, I I totally get that because. Uh, there's really no real like blueprint to follow in this situation. So I'm like stoked to see bands uh, staying active and putting out new music because that's one way to keep us entertained since we can't see them live. But it, it does get to a point where like you have all this new material and it's just like, what do you do now? Because it, it, it kind of creates this, like uh, to me, it creates like a weird log jam because if, uh, and I always reference uh, Taylor Swift in this situation. So she put out uh, this record, Lover, And she did, like, a a couple, like, big shows, and then she was gearing up to do, like, her full U.S. tour, and then the pandemic happened, and then the whole thing got canceled. Um, I don't even know if it got rescheduled, because I I had tickets, um, but I have to follow up, but I'm pretty sure it didn't get rescheduled. But So, tour got canceled, we're in the pandemic, and then um, she never really got to do anything with that record, and then in the pandemic, she puts out another record, which was amazing, Folklore, and and that kind of breaks away from like her normal model because she would put out a record do like a full world tour and then and then just kind of go back and you know live her life and then write another record and then come back out of like you know hiding or whatever and just do that process again but now she's backed up on two records i'm like fuck like how's this gonna work now going forward that's like so much material that she hasn't even like you know done anything with besides like you know some music videos and streams and merch whatever but to to not be able to go out and play that stuff live i feel like that's like kind of a crazy spot that's a lot of stuff and then you know songs are going to get lost in the shuffle obviously because that's just so much material and i'm just curious like you know how bands are like kind of navigating those waters because like they could easily end up in that same situation obviously on a different scale yeah Yeah.
1: i love that you
0: love taylor swift Swift. she's awesome
1: shit out of that yeah, I know you're a pop fan because I
2: remember
0: hearing, I remember listening to your podcast, so you like pop and shit like that. So yeah, yeah, I I think like I'm just a fan. Like, I I just love music because it, it's just because yeah, yeah. I'm not like like when it comes to music, I'm not like uh, talented at all. Like I can't play any instruments. I just uh just like to think I have a good ear for music.
1: Yeah. Right, yeah. What's that song by Taylor Swift? It's like with what you made me do. What you <laughs> made. Like what you just made me do. what's that song called I forget it's like a live song I love it I can love that song we, just <laughs> like, we we blared that in the car going to so many shows I my yeah. brother and I we loved it so like we're on our way to a show and like we're listening to like hardcore music and you know we'll like, like beat down and all of a sudden that song come on and Thomas will just like turn around and everybody just grin just yeah it's it's, it's just and we're all just like yes yeah that's, oh, that's awesome. awesome.
0: Uh, I, I I love when I'm in a car full of like hardcore kids and like that's not what we're listening to. Like I, I was recently on vacation in Florida, and uh, we were like jamming to like E Town Concrete, and I was like, why are we listening to this? Like we we all we all know we love hardcore. We listen to hardcore like all the time. And yeah. uh, w- one of the people that we're with, they just put on uh, brand new, your favorite weapon, and we all knew the words to every song. And I was like, hey, this is this is a really fun moment because this doesn't really happen. I rarely I'm uh, you know in florida and to be in a car full of friends and for them to all know the words to this one album that i love i was like okay this is fucking awesome these are the times that like i really enjoy so it's it's always fun like when we can all just bond on you know other types of music not just hardcore
1: yeah our thing is like it's funny because when we go to a show on our way we'll listen to whatever like Mm i don't know something to just get us hype or like the band we're going to see for example just kind of whatever but on the way home like a rule is like no hardcore. Yeah, if we're our ears yeah. are spent at if that point, if we're coming home from a show, no hardcore. It's rap, '90s, anything, um, yeah. like like I don't know, pop punk, email, whatever. Yeah. But no hardcore, nothing heavy, just so we can chill and just vibe out. So, are you? A, if you like Brand New? Do you like Taking Back Sunday too, or?
0: I do. Yeah. <laughs> you,
1: yeah. you do. you like both? Okay. I do.
0: I, I do. I actually have a, a, a Taking Back Sunday um, zip up back here. Where is yeah. Um or It might be my car, but I, I actually just bought it recently. They like reprinted like an old design. It was like yeah, with the it. with the switchblade where it says "Taking Back Sunday" on the handle.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was so funny back in like when I was in high school, and I, I listened to a lot of brand new, and then like everybody was like, either you gotta listen to brand new or Taking Back Sunday. You can't listen to both. Okay. <laughs>
0: you guys ever listen to uh, Boys Night Out?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Dude. <laughs> that's like one band that I I wish I could see because when they were active and they would uh, they they played out here plenty of times but I was just too young and didn't live anywhere near the venues they were playing at at the time and I didn't drive so it it just sucked knowing about shows that I just had to miss because there was no way for me to get there so like I I never got to see them
1: I remember like discovering them like through like iTunes I was in like grade 9 it was like it's a recommended and it was like medicating that song was bang (laughs)
2: <laughs>
0: you, you know a band that i still love that's from your area um kind of in your area um seaway uh, oh
1: yeah. Wow. yeah yeah um yeah, yeah. We, we've we've seen them a ton <laughs> i seaway is like a. Uh, I love their first like their ep and then their first record mm-hmm. and then i kind of fell off of that you know fell off of that band yeah but yeah we were, i remember tyson and i and my brother uh, Thomas we went oh and then Eric too. oh and Eric too yeah the guitarist and our old band um we went uh we saw Seaway they did like this um it was like a, a basement or a house show only tour it was actually really neat mm-hmm. so they did like four or five house shows up up through Ontario and we got to go see them in London and it was probably it was probably one of the wildest shows it was pretty cool, you know. You get to, you're playing beer pong with Seaway with the guys at Seaway, and then later on you get to go see them, uh, uh, you know, rock this basement in this little. This it was like a it was like a um, like four It was yeah. It was like it was like a student housing in London. Oh too, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. some guy who was going to the university in London put on kind of thing. And it was it was also pretty cool. Um, they played uh, on the same tour. We didn't get. I wish I could have went, but uh, buddies of ours from Sarnia uh moved to ottawa which is like 10 hours away up in ottawa or no eight or eight or nine hours but they moved to ottawa and then they ended up throwing uh on that same tour they threw a show at their house these guys are from sarnia so that was pretty cool too
0: that's awesome i've i've only seen them uh here in southern california i've seen them at like just a couple different venues i saw them at like uh chain reaction like a bunch of times i feel like that's where i've seen them the most i've seen them at the the observatory I, I caught them at a festival once, uh, but 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 it's pretty cool. I yeah I, I feel like that's like the last like new like pop punk band that I got into. But it was kind of sad because they, they just put out a, a record back in October, and that was like the first um, record that they put out that I wasn't really that into. Like they had some songs that that I really liked, but just like the entire body of work, I was like, oh, this is like. Not what I'm into. The direction they're going, and I don't know. And I think that they, well, I think their like original get, get, uh, their guitar player, I forget his name. He, I think he left because I, I saw them like their music video, and I didn't recognize uh, one of the guys in the music video. And I was like tripping out. Was, like, Damn! Like they had, uh, you know, it's weird when they have like an original lineup for so long, and then just like that one person leaves, and it just kind of changes like the whole like dynamic of the band. Well,
1: I I don't remember. I can't remember what the name is. But those guys actually used to have like a little hardcore project.
0: Oh, I'm not surprised. Cause,
1: yeah, I know. just it, yeah, oh, like, what it's called. Suburb. You had you had to like you had to like. I remember when when uh, when Seaway dropped their their EP. Mm-hmm. You had to like you had to like go and search through Bandcamp to find this old hardcore record. Yeah. But they they teased uh, when they first released the EP. I think they 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 gave the record. You got like a coupon to go get this hardcore record that you, it was like impossible to find. It was like a four or five song banger. But I forget what it was called. I think you can still find it on Bandcamp, but I, I can't remember the name, but it was actually really good.
0: Now, I'd be really curious to check that out because I like a lot of their music. Just the record was kinda just kinda threw comment. me off.
1: Well, yeah, um, yeah, I didn't mind the new album. I remember listening to it. Like Big Vibes probably one of my favorite songs of the year, to be honest. Uh-huh. Like I just fucking love that. The lyrics are so like just I don't know, it's just like a cliche like sound of like like for like lyric wise. But yeah, like it's probably their first album since Hoser that I actually like gave a fuck about. It. So, I don't know. <laughs> to be
0: honest, just, no offense, guys. If you didn't hear this, that's famous. all. Good. I, being at um, one, one of their shows made me feel old for the first time because, I'm out, like, out here, like you know, hardcore kids are into that band, but you roll out to their show and it's like it's kind of a different crowd. Like you know, more of like the Warp Tour kids or whatever. But yeah. Yeah. but they're like a lot younger and smaller, so. I remember they were playing and I went and, you know, did a stage dive and I'm like landing on these little kids and I was like, oh, I was like, what am I doing? Well, I'm like, you know, I'm like 30 years old jumping on these teenagers, like, you know, heads and stuff. And they're probably like, they're probably just all pissed off. And like, you know, cause they're there for the pop punk show. They're not, you know, they're not really used yeah. to like these, like, you know, elements of people stage diving, you know, getting kicked in the head or whatever. So I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm just not going to do that at these shows anymore. I, I just feel strange
1: this one time I went and saw with Thomas like our vocalist yeah my brother uh, mm-hmm. we went and saw Turnstile for the first time they came to Detroit so we were both so hyped it was like cause like it was like right after like they're like this is hardcore like set on like on 856 blew up okay so we're like sick we'll go see them we'll play. they played with like Basement and Defeater so and Story So Far no that was a different one that was a different but time that's the story I'm getting at no no, that's the, no 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 you weren't, you weren't there, was Oh, God. <laughs> oh yeah. right, tell, both. Um, so, tell both stories. Yeah, BB. So, yeah, uh, so Thomas dove off the stage, landed on, like, probably a 17 year old girl, and then they had to call the ambulance. He, like, crushed her. So Thomas is, like, God. I don't even know what he was. He's probably, like, too. He's just pure he, built muscle. He's too. Yeah, he's probably about. Right now he's probably like about two hundred and ten pounds of just muscle. But then he was like two forty. How so tall he is he? Like teenage girl, and they had like an ambulance come. She left it on a stretcher. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's, it's, kind
0: it's kind kind of 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 funny. funny.
1: Like Thomas, you had no business stage diving in a crowd of like oh, was, of all eighteen-year-old girls. That just <laughs> brought that just brought a good memory. How tall yeah. is he? He's 5'9", five, five, 9. nine. Okay. He, he likes to say he's 5'10", but he's not. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little bit shorter.
0: Okay. Damn, that, that's crazy. So, th- obviously, the show had to stop because Amelie's had to get in there with the stretcher.
1: played oh, through, pretty much. Yeah, they it just did. brought her outside, the guest. Yeah, they brought her to the side of, like, the stage. Okay. And she just kind of, like, chilled out there. And then they came and she was removed, like, between turnstile and whatever that band was. Didn't he do the same thing almost? During like you guys went and saw Starship. He wasn't that. No, he didn't do anything that. Short. Oh, wasn't was kind of. Thomas is Thomas is uh, a brute. A he's just he's all bronze. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. That is the epitome of that because he didn't think before he did. Yeah. That's crazy.
0: <laughs> so w- what was your experience like seeing Turnstile for the first time?
1: Dude, it was like that. I just like got came, overcame with adrenaline when they came on the stage, and I don't do that with bands because mm-hmm. like I was like. Yeah, I'm going to, like, mosh. I'm going to, like, stage dive. But I just knew it was going to be fucking nuts, and you could feel everyone, like, stoked. It was cool. Because I don't even remember the last time. Like, that was the first time they came to Detroit, but I don't know the time before that, so God knows how long it was. Like, so it was pretty sick. I love yeah. that
0: band. Th- that band's crazy uh super awesome band. I, I always think back to the first time that i saw them because I, I found them on just like youtube I, I, there was this video of them playing this skate park and i, I always forget the name of the skate park cause i always ask people who were there when, yeah. but I, I saw them it was at this uh, indoor skate park and i was like yeah this band sounds like pretty cool and kids are going off like hope they you know keep it up because uh, at that point they, they only had like that three song demo um, but they eventually made their way to the West Coast. It was like them, Angel Dust, and I can't remember who else was on the tour. But they played in Pomona at this mm-hmm. venue. It was called—I'm not even sure because it, it was under two names. It was um, at one point it was Aladdin Junior. Then the other time, or after Aladdin Junior, it was um, PBW. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure what venue it was or what the name was when they played. But I remember, turns out, like was like setting up, and I was thinking like, okay, this is going to be cool to finally see them live. I wonder what the vibes going to be like. Because it was the first time in California, and dude, as soon as they started, every single person in that room was singing along, and my mind was just blown because I didn't think that like at that point I didn't think that many people really knew about them or were even into them. But when they were playing and everybody was singing along, I was like, "This band's is going to be something special" because that rarely happens for everybody in the room to be like you know like freaking out, participating, and singing along. It, like they were like there were so many people singing along that they were louder than the like actual singer of the band. Yeah, it, it was so- it was so, it was so insane but bar down. Uh, You mentioned you guys are, (laughs) you guys are uh, working on new stuff uh, planned for uh, 2021, which is cool. Is it going to be like another EP or you guys gonna try to do a a full length this time around?
1: Aiden, our other guitarist wants to do a full length. Mm -hmm. I want to do a full length. He wants to do a full length. Everybody wants to do a full length. I think except me. I'm the only one who doesn't want to do a full length because I'm the one who records all of our stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of work. Yeah. No. oh man i just want to be able to like say i've made a full length in my life yeah i just want to like that's like a, a bucket list for me at this point and then like see the response it. See, these guys don't have to these guys don't have to sit there and record my brother doing vocals yeah that's that's tough like that's good it's gonna take some months just to do vocals for the album yeah mm-hmm. that's ugly. yeah <laughs> see, these guys don't have to put that work in but i do that's why i only want to do a EP. i don't want to do a record it's a lot of work <laughs>
0: No, I, 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 I totally get that um, you guys want to do an EP, or excuse me, an LP, which I think would be cool, but I, I always just, I, uh, it, it's a kind of like a slippery slope because obviously you want to try to put out the best product that you can. You don't want to uh, have any songs that are like filler songs because you know, sometimes you put on a record and you're like, how does this even make the record? This song sucks, and you just like skip it, you know? Yeah, which sure. sucks to say because you know, people work hard and, and you don't really want to, you know, put down other people's work whatever but it's it's just like i always like hope for the best uh, so i, I hope uh, for you guys when you're going through this process that you guys you know uh, c- continue to do what you're doing because i have so far i've appreciated the the demo and vicious cycle so i'm like really curious to see um how you guys would do with that and you know i'm having this new writing process i'm, I'm really curious to hear what these new songs will sound like and if you decide to go the lp route like i i wouldn't be yeah. mad at it but i just want you guys to you know be comfortable with it and not feel like you're forced to do it you know
1: the the plan is to do uh, as it was with our past two records too is is we kind of do the you know like i don't know with the past two records like i i write probably three or four more songs than actually make it and i and i make that you know i go through the process of you know what sounds best and then i cut the rest kind of thing and i I think we're going to do the same thing with this record Mm -hmm. um the plan what i kind of want to do is i want to bring in you know eight songs. I, I write eight songs. And then our other guitarist, Aiden, writes eight songs. We bring them all together. We pick, you know, the, the 10 best, you know, kind of thing. Uh, but there's, you know, we already do have a couple, like we have this one song, we know it's going to make the record. Yeah. Like it's going to be like a, you know, a pinnacle point for the record. Um, we're going to have like an interlude for it and everything. Like it's going to be on the record because we, it's just, it's the song, you know, it's, this sounds great. We wrote yeah. it and felt it. Yeah. It's just, it's one of uh, the, it's weird. I don't know if other bands get this, but sometimes when you write a song and you finish writing it and, you know, it's all done on a computer, you just, afterwards you sit back and you're like, "Whoa, I did that. (laughs) So that's kind of what this song is. So we know it's going to make it, but that's for the rest of it is, you know, we're going to, you know, probably have have 16 songs, cut it down to 10, only keep the best, you know, everything else, everything that it, it basically, if Thomas, my brother isn't sitting there like, you know, moving his head and he doesn't like it, it gets cut. Just because mm-hmm. he's, that's him, you know? Yeah. I don't like it. He'll say his two cents. Yeah. yeah. He's, he has no music ability at all, <laughs> but I do respect the fact that he has ear for a good hardcore sound
0: okay (laughs) oh yeah well that's sick. i'm stoked that you guys are gonna you know go through that process and you know put out something new because obviously uh, 2019 doesn't seem like it was that long ago but with this year and it feel like it's kind of you know been dragging and it's like holy shit like we're almost at the end i'm definitely looking forward to see uh, you know what happens in 2021 uh, obviously with uh, you guys and other bands like putting out new music so i'm definitely just looking forward to that um but well, i forgot to ask for on, on visual cycle um who's doing the like the backup vocals oh that's me oh you okay okay
1: wait uh okay most of uh, of it's aiden. me most of it's me aiden, aiden this is the first time aiden's done any anyway. while he was on the first record but uh it's me yeah so i in, in our first band i actually did vocals i didn't play guitar
0: okay yeah. Interesting.
1: um so but that's kind of you know even when we started even on the first record like all the backups are me too and then vicious cycle is me, and then the other like kind of lower tone voice you hear is Aiden, and we just kind of discovered. Like, he just started doing vocals one time of cracks and we're like, dude, you sound better than both me and Thomas. So <laughs> uh, let's let's go, let's yeah. get you on yeah. some, you
0: know. Yeah, get him a mic, <laughs> put him on a track. Yeah, and, and, and he he's great. Hell yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. And have you have you guys ever thought about doing like a like an Eastern Canada tour? Because because like, I know that there's some like you know cool bands from. Uh, you know your guys' side of the country. Like uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of this band Prowl, and I always like punish their their the drummer. Yeah, Prowl's, like, Prowl's awesome. Yeah, dude. we saw them
1: at LDB a few years ago. Especially. Yeah. Oh, you guys, um, you guys have been to LDB. Yeah, I've been the last four years. Yeah, I mean, oh. we go. Yeah, I've been the past three years. Yeah, yeah.
0: dude. I'm so jealous. Uh, okay. We'll, we'll put a pause on the, the Eastern Canada tour talk, but I, I tried to go to LDB, uh, this, this year. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I tried four different times to get tickets, but it just like sold out.
1: I was at work in my work. No, seriously, man. I was at yeah. work in my work then and sure. I was like on my phone. I was like, I was like, I used to do like fire extinguishers and fire services and stuff like that. So I was in the middle of a store mm-hmm. working. And I was just like, oh, hold up. I got to go. So I, I went out, went into my work van, got on my phone because I had a timer set and then and then made sure I bought oh, tickets yeah. like right away because I knew that it would probably sell out. shit
0: on. Yeah. And I, I tried four different times and then like they, they put tickets back on sale. But then when the last time came up and I was like able to buy tickets, I couldn't uh, get time off of work because um, it was just, you know too uh too close to the event because i have to like ask for time off like way in advance so i was just like damn it this sucks and like i was trying to go because uh uh steven one, uh, 197 media he's like a really good friend of mine um cool. I, I i was uh, supposed to go and help him do some of the the filming and uh, and I, there's just so many good bands that I were playing that i really wanted to see and i was just so bummed that i couldn't make it because every year that i've um Seen you know videos online and just heard stories about how awesome that fest is. I've always wanted to go, and then Cruel Hand played. I fucking love that band, and I wish I could see them again. Uh, but they're actually putting out another record uh, really soon. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I just wish I, I could have gone this year. But I'm curious, like, how, I how did you guys discover that fest, and why have you guys gone back so many years? And have you been to any other fest in the states?
1: So uh, we heard, I heard about LDB was through some other buddies in Ontario and Michigan, and like just like there was like a group chat and they were talking about it so then we got like i bought tickets and then we went i didn't know i just saw the lineup i was like hell yeah that's sick like it was so we went um and then just it was a great experience that was my first hardcore fest like in the states Mm -hmm. and i was hooked so i've been back every year since yeah pretty much yeah it's kind of a it's it's Midwest, right? Yeah. So all of our all of our you know buddies in Michigan too, they you know they all knew about it because they all play in bands that you know tour the Midwest and whatnot. So yeah, it's kind of, we're kind of in the loop that way because of that too. Yeah. Um, I, I went to Snow and Flurry, I think, two years ago, or it was two years two ago. Years I went ago. to that. I was on. I, I went on and did a run with um, some buddies of ours from a band called uh, Hushed in Michigan them hushed and then uh cold shoulder uh from toronto here in toronto they're really good buddies of ours shout out cold shoulder shout out cold shoulder mm. and then uh and shadow hushed um <laughs> yeah but i went on run with them and, and we ended up going to i got to check out snow and flurry that so that was like my second you know bigger american fest and that was pretty wild that was in fargo yeah
0: yeah yeah i i, I know uh like stepping stone has played that yeah. right and then yeah. my, my buddy's yeah. playing a band called gadget that, that played last year. Yeah. 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 yeah I remember. saw
1: that. I saw them like this year at LDB. Mm-hmm. The first time. Yeah. That was sweet. Yeah.
0: Great band. Um, you guys have any aspirations to try to come out to like sound and fury or FYA, or this is hardcore.
1: I've always wanted to go. This is hardcore. Um, just cause of like the legacy of it and like,
0: the, yeah, so, like, big gear. like
1: the lab's always so like, awesome. Like, you can't beat it. But, yeah, like, I would love to come to Cali. I've never been. So, sound, sound, theory be fire. I would love to go. Uh, and I'm a Lakers hard. fan, so I'd love to go to the Lakers game. Or wherever <laughs> LeBron's playing, I'm a huge LeBron fan. Okay. out to LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron, if you hear this, what's up? <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I heard he, yeah.
0: heard he listens every now and then.
1: Yeah, that'd be fucking, yeah. I can't wait. Okay. But, um, yeah, so that, like, for me, that's my viewpoint on yeah in the new year we like when we release this whatever our next release is but we want like we want to you know break out and go into the states more and and we want to you know actually tour and do a tour or two you know Mm. um it's just we never really have because it's always bar down's kind of always just been a um hobby a hobby yeah it's kind of like a hobby to us right because we you know we all have full-time jobs and yeah You know, I'm like, I can't just take off a month of work, you know, like I got a house to pay for and whatnot. And we all got lives. So it's just, it's never really went that way, but uh, we want to, uh, once we put this record out, you know, I I think that we, we, we're kind of all in comfortable spots where we can now um, where we can, you know, take, you know, a couple weeks off work and and do a tour. So we want to do that now. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Uh, So we're, we're hoping to, you know, we can make it out to Cali. It's a goal for sure. Yeah, that's be,
0: definitely a goal. That'd be awesome, dude. We got to get you guys to do so. In my mind, the best like you know thing to do region wise when you come out this way, start up in the Pacific Northwest, play, yeah. play like Seattle, go yeah. down maybe do Portland, and then go down to uh, Northern California and do like Santa Cruz or Sacramento san francisco something santa cruz Yeah, i think i just said santa cruz um do that san jose I, I i meant to say san jose and then just make your way down boom hit central california eventually come down to southern california where you can do la orange county san diego and then end it in either las vegas or arizona and boom fly home from there or or get crazy and just keep going east and, you know hit new mexico texas or something but yeah i feel like i feel like that'd be uh like for since you guys have like you know full-time jobs and you know you got really big responsibilities that seems like it would be like more reasonable for you guys to do like just like a, a regional thing do like a week or two and just come yeah. down and uh, yeah i got it it's totally possible we, we yeah, gotta make is, it happen because
1: is, is there a hardcore scene in san francisco
0: uh there's like I, i'm not sure I, i'm thinking off the top of my head are there any proper san francisco bands right now that i'm listening to because i just lump northern california with like all the bands that my friends are in like shout out uh lead dream gulch yep. tsunami just like all those guys drain um infirmary please play a show again uh so <laughs> that that's what i think about so like just like thinking about like your type of music and throwing you on like like doing a run with like a band from out here like i feel like dude how crazy would it be if you guys did something with like lead dream or tsunami that would just um, go tsunami
1: if bro if but we did something with tsunami, yeah, we,
0: All right, all right. I'm I'm gonna text the singer. I'm I'm gonna let him know. Hey, there's this band from uh, from Ottawa, or it's not Ottawa. Excuse me, uh, Sarnia, Ontario, called Bar Down. You guys need to do a a run. We gotta, yeah, we we gotta make something happen Uh, when it's possible. We gotta get you guys out here at some point because I feel like that'd be so fucking cool. Uh, We would
1: love, bro. If I could get away from this cold, I no, I wouldn't hesitate at
2: all.
0: Yeah, get away from the cold. So Tyson, you've never been to California. What about you, Micah? Um, Have you ever been to California?
1: No, the furthest I've been, I've never been on an airplane, man. The furthest uh, I've been is probably uh, Boston. Last summer, uh, the buddies and I we went up to uh, Boston for um, actually no, New York. We went up to Boston for the Half Hour Reunion Show. Oh,
0: awesome, awesome!
1: And then, uh, and then we went down to New York uh, to just you know get around and film. Um, but like my buddies and I. Uh, we have like a sketch comedy group that we make like YouTube videos and stuff like that. Oh, is it? So we come to New York to film videos and, and dick around and have fun.
0: Now, is anything like the Nelt Boys?
1: Uh, it's not. It's not. Not. No. no. it's not like no. Okay. Yeah, like, no. 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 Should we plug Murph Buds? We're, it's Murph Buds. Murph Buds is, is the name. With a Z. With okay. a Z.
0: You have to send me a link to that because I'm curious. I'm, I want to check that out.
1: Yeah, you have to check it out, I think most so most of the stuff now, I don't pay attention really because like I, don't, I don't have any social media, mm-hmm. um, so I don't really pay attention, but I think they're doing most of everything on Facebook, they don't really mm-hmm. use YouTube anymore, okay. um, but yeah, so if you searched up Murph Buds on Facebook, Murph Buds with a Z, you might be able to find it, but yeah, I'll send you a link, yeah, I'll, I'll send you, okay, for sure, they're pretty funny, like I, I I'm not in as much as a, as much as I'd like. Like I I'm, I'm kind of, you know, background, but they're all like my like my closest friends mm-hmm. and my brothers. One of the main guys in the videos. Um so and and our bassist, uh Allen is like the main guy. He like he's in all the videos. He's like, you know, it's kind of the, the actor, the driving actor of it. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, he's he's alright. He's pretty fun. Yeah, he's alright. Yeah.
0: And <laughs> so you drove all the way to uh you know, to Boston and then to New York. From yeah. where you're at, okay, that's crazy. Are, and is there a reason why you haven't been on an airplane?
1: Um, no, my thing—I don't know. I just—I I grew up poor, so we never went on family vacations and stuff like that. So,
0: yeah, no, same here. I—I I grew up like, you know, it's like like the government would classify like my family as like upper middle class which is like complete bullshit um yeah but yeah. like yeah i didn't get on an airplane till i was like in my late 20s and uh and that was an interesting experience like like i, I yeah so it wasn't until like, like yeah later in life because i'm like 31 now i got on an airplane when i was like how old was i when i moved out here? okay actually i lied it's probably like my early 20s because yeah because i've been living in orange county since 2010 yes yeah, so it's been 10 years yeah so that was like my early 20s yeah. yeah
2: i'm
1: early 20s too like i went to mexico for a friend's wedding that was and that would have been yeah it was 2018 so not long ago <laughs> want to try i definitely want to try it <laughs> I, dude. my my girlfriend keeps pushing me she wants to she wants to go to uh europe and then like that'd be so safe. We, kind of saving for
0: that she really wants to go to europe so i'm gonna have to get on a plane for that so hell yeah dude and that that's a long flight too because like my first flight was only like a two-hour flight so I'm like okay this is like you know kind of yeah. dipping my toes in it and then uh, I, i've never like so I, i've been to mexico so but that doesn't really count um but i, I i've flown just uh, just across the u.s so like my longest flight was probably like six hours like nothing too crazy
2: yeah
0: literally the worst part about traveling because uh the in-flight wi-fi sucks you can't really do much. Um, And unless you're in like first class, you're all, you know, you're around a bunch of people that you don't want to be, and it's all uncomfortable. (laughs) I, 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 that's like my least favorite aspect about traveling is having to get on an airplane and sit there for a couple hours.
1: I just, you know, I just, I feel like driving is funner. I don't know. Like if I travel, I want to drive. I don't know. It just seems more fun to me. And now I, I just got a Harley. Too. Oh, wow. So like, that is even more fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> so why would I ever want to get on an airplane? I'll just take my bike. It's <laughs> just travel, you know? But I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to eventually have to fly. We'll see.
0: So I'm curious, which Have Heart show did you go to? Were you the one indoors or outdoors?
1: Yeah, we were at the outdoor one. Uh, we tr- So again, same story. We tried. I tried to get tickets. Uh-huh. I was at work and I had the reminder set on my phone. I was like, I'm getting tickets to this. So, you know, I went, I went on and... Uh, literally like you know as soon as the timer turned on and as soon as the link went active tried to buy tickets all sold out so i had to try it again or i think it was a week or two weeks later to uh to get this when they you know said they're going to do more tickets and do more shows uh-huh. and i ended up getting uh the outdoor pladium, or uh, i think it was called the pladium? Palladium. yeah Palladium. i ended up yeah getting the but it ended up from what people told me i, I knew people that went to both and they said the outdoor show was better so
0: Okay, that's, I'm always just curious what that experience was like to see, uh, you know, those bands in that kind of environment, because obviously, like, I've been to big festivals and that's, like, whatever, but to go to a, just a normal hardcore show with that many people, it, the, just the videos yeah. and pictures just always, like, trip me out when you just think about how many people actually showed up for that.
1: It was insane. It was awesome. And, you know, the cool thing was, is uh, seeing buddies of ours from, like, Michigan were there, and they mm-hmm. got tickets, and they went, so it was cool to get to hang out with them and uh and then seeing you know they flew there and then seeing buddies of ours from like ottawa like we had a couple buddies from ottawa that were there and i was like get to meet up with them and say hey what's going on you know meet up with them and hang out with them for a bit even that was cool you know we're you know we're a long way from home
0: yeah but it's it's a
1: lot of people there from all over it's crazy
0: yeah that band just their impact that they had when they were active and the impact that they still have to this day is insane but but, it, but it's cool because like i i i think like a, a lot of bands uh, should look at what they or like how they did it and just try to follow that model because i feel like uh, when we get gsp that's how i kind of look at half hard they just d- did everything perfect yeah yeah well damn guys this was super awesome uh I hope at some point I can, you know, either get out to Canada for the, for the first time, see you guys, or have you guys out here somewhere in the United States to, you know, play some shows because I feel like that'd be super sick. And I hope more people end up checking you guys out because of this podcast. Yeah, I
1: yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, like you yeah. reaching out and like offering this opportunity for us. You can come it's up, really cool. come up to Canada whenever you want. You can stay at my house. Yeah, I don't mind.
0: All right. No. Do they do, have- do 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 they have uh, donaires in your area?
1: Uh, okay, so donair. I'm, I, how the fuck do you know what a donaire is, first? <laughs> okay, I, first I, mean, I don't <laughs> even know what he does. So I know what a donair is because a donair is an eastern. It's a. It's a. It's like a. Um, it's like an eastern Canada delicacy. Okay. okay. So we 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 do have a couple. We have two places that do amazing donairs. Okay. In the vicinity. One is my all-time favorite place. It's a breakfast diner. It's like my thing is for breakfast. I go for breakfast yeah. every weekend. It's my thing. I go by myself. I read my book. It's my thing. Okay. So this place is the only, the only place in Sarnia that does a donair, and they do it amazing. It's, oh it's, oof, it's perfect. Now the other place, the only other place that I know does a donair, is uh, it's like a little gas station sub like sub shop. Okay. It's called Greco's. And the only reason why I know about it is because I used to work at some car factory. Uh, you know, it was like 30 minutes away, and uh, and for lunch we'd go there. And it's just literally just like this little. It's inside of a gas station, uh-huh. and there's like this. You know, it's like a su- you can get subs or pizza or whatever. But the only other thing on the menu is donairs. So they made donairs, but the great thing is they made these little things called donair egg rolls. Oh wow! Absolute game changers. Like an egg roll, you know, with the lamb in there. And they give you the side dip sauce. Whew, perfect.
0: All right. Well, damn. I feel like if I ever make it out there, we got to go to both, the diner and the gas station.
1: Yeah, we will do that. And then we will go all the way out east and we'll hit up a Donair King.
0: What is that? I don't know what that is.
1: Okay. So, oh, my Lord. So, they have this chain of restaurants okay. out, out east
2: uh-huh.
1: called Donair King. And it's literally just a rip of Burger King, but it's all Donairs. I'm pretty sure they actually have, they have a Donaire King in an episode of
0: Charlie Rock Boys. I have to look into that because, yeah, because I've never heard of it because the way I found out about uh, a Donaire is I uh, watched uh, the guy, that chef, Maddie Matheson on, on YouTube.
2: Oh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And he was doing um, this, uh, this series where he was just like uh, cooking in his kitchen and he, uh, the, the one episode was uh, donair. And I was like, how the hell have I been alive this long? I've never even heard of a donaire. So, like, I, I reached out to some of my friends from Canada and they were laughing at me because they're like, oh, like, how, do you, how are you just finding out about this? Like, we've known about this our whole lives. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're in different countries. So, there's like little things here and there that we're not going to you know, know about. So, that's how I found out about it.
1: It, it doesn't surprise me, though, that Tyson here doesn't know because it's actually yeah, it's, it's hugely like a, an Eastern, you know, like, you know, Eastern provinces thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, and, and you know, it's it's majorly a thing out there. You don't really see it a lot, like donors out here a lot.
0: Okay. So, Interesting.
1: Like, there's only one, one like the, like I said, there's two places that I know of within a couple hours' distance that, that do donors. I could be wrong, you know.
0: Yeah. I, well, that I know. Of yeah maybe you'll find more who knows it, it, it's a thing and i'm yeah at some point i, I got to get out there and, and, and figure it out because canada everybody that i've talked to from canada has been awesome shout out everybody that's been on the podcast from canada uh, I, I definitely want to go at some point and check it out yeah,
1: yeah. so i've got one question for you okay. how did you hear about us
0: like far down Oh, uh, well, we are, you know, follow each other on uh, Twitter. So I, I, I'm i curious. So I went and looked at your profile and you had the tags. So I was like, oh, what is that? So oh, I just, okay. so I, I, was... sure.
1: I know you've had like Spencer from Scope on your podcast. So I wasn't sure of that because he's put us on his playlist a bunch.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. He
1: does like yeah. shit. So
2: I I, sure. I'm
0: going to peel back sure. the curtain a little bit. Uh, I probably shouldn't be talking about this, but I. Uh, so, so sometimes uh, if. I'm interested in talking to a band and this is not that, uh, you know, crazy, but uh, if there's like a band that I'm into and I know that um, we'll have, well, we, we have mutual friends, uh, you know, I'll, I'll sometimes reach out and kind of, you know, see what the vibes like. And I actually reached out to Spencer. So shout out uh, Spencer scoped exposure, great guy. Him And I talk pretty often and I reached out to him and yeah. asked him what he thought about you guys. And he just had a lot of positive things to say. So I was like, all right, cool. That's all I need to know. So
1: yeah. Yeah. He, he, he filmed one of our sets in Toronto. Right? Yeah, he flew to Toronto from Calgary to like film one of our last shows like of this year. Like we played yeah. with um, Annie Up there from Detroit, Enemy of God from Detroit. Shout out to Annie Up, shout out to Enemy of God. <laughs> yeah. And then Born Without Hope <laughs> um, and us. So he flew all the way to Toronto. His parents live near there. So um, that was pretty sweet. And he recorded yeah. our set. So we have a set up on Scope Exposure. <laughs> <laughs> that was the I wore overalls. The said you wore overalls.
0: <laughs> That's funny, but yeah, okay. Well, I yeah. Was yeah.
1: That was not So I was just yeah. curious.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. So basically, I found out about them because of you, because uh, you know we're following each other on Twitter, and uh, I'm pretty sure uh, uh, your, your your brother follows me on Twitter, because I actually saw him tweeting. I can't remember when. Um, it was kind of recent. Uh, tweeting about new music. So I was actually pretty oh, curious about Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He did. Oh yeah. But um, before we go, is there anything you guys want to you know shout out or plug before we sign off?
1: Uh, I'm gonna just shout out a bunch of like bands. I'll do shout out Cold Shoulder, shout out Morn, shout out Sedition, oh. even though they're not a band anymore. <laughs> uh, shout out Stepping Stone. They had the best podcast with you, I thought, in my opinion. They're hilarious. It was hilarious. It was like a few. It was like a year and a half ago, but um, I just listened to the other day and I was fucking dying. Yeah, laughing. Um, they were fun. Shout out Waterfall shout out shortly shout out enemy of God uh shout out High Alert shout out Joe Plonky shout out Joe Plonky <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said Stepping Stone I fucking love that man yeah i <laughs> so um that's right. yeah that's all I got to say what are you I don't even know man uh shout out Mountain Dew Baja Blast
0: that's all I got.
1: Yo. Uh, I'm on the spot here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Real quick. Uh, you guys, is there Red Bull in Canada? Is that a dumb question? Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Hold on. B- before we sign off, you yeah. mentioned Baja Blast. Have, have, oh, hold on. Stupid. Can- hold on. Wait, give me one second. I got to take off my virtual background so you guys can see this. Um, and this is live on the podcast. We're taking down my virtual background. If I remember how, if I remember how, uh, hold on.
1: I love energy drinks, so I'm fucking, I don't know what to expect right now. Okay. Hold
0: on. <laughs> this is an exclusive. You guys get to see what um, the wall behind me looks like. Uh, but so, you know, they, they do like these seasonal flavors. Like, have you guys tried this one yet? It's, Arctic berry? Yeah.
1: The vibe. Yo,
0: yo, this tastes like Baja Blast. When I drink this, this is what I uh, think of. I'm like, okay, this tastes exactly like Baja Blast. This is crazy, and that's why I've been buying these like crazy because the, the, they'll rotate out. Like, uh, th- there's always like a new like summer and like winter flavor. Like last, I think last summer was like watermelon, if I remember correctly, and then last winter, I think last yeah. winter was like a crappy flavor. But this flavor, that, that Arctic um, Blast, it's so good. So if you guys get a chance, if you like a Baja Blast, go pick up that Red Bull. It's super awesome.
2: Cool. Yeah. Keep an eye. Oh, yeah. but but.
0: okay well all right well seriously thank you guys again this has been super awesome thank you guys again for tuning in this has been another episode of the jamer k podcast always on top